Rojso, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Performiad, coming to you live from Hoyle Auto Club, the performance car lifestyle club in North Carolina. I am your host, Tim Jones, literally the only person on Twitter who likes cars that wasn't at the Goodwood Festival of Speed last month. And this month, I'm also missing out on Pebble Beach and all of the incredible shows and auctions going on over there as well. But I want to give a shout out to our neighbors at Road Scholars and wish them the best of luck two-time class winners and going for a hat-trick this time so good luck to Cam and the crew up there on I'm sure another amazing restoration project I'm sure they'll bring a trophy back they usually do um, in the land of Hoyle we announced our campaign for charter members last week uh, if you haven't seen it head on over to the website and check out the charter member page charter members are going to be key for us as we move this club forward and we'll have lots of input into how we grow and I'm looking forward to adding these over the next few weeks and months. So let's dive into this week's topic. We're, we're going to look at one of the performance car companies that have been making a fail, a bit of noise over the last month or so. One of my personal favorites, and that's uh, Aston Martin, maker of some of the finest performance cars for a long, long time, and funnily enough, with two distinct Welsh connections. Aston has always sort of been on the brink of disaster it seems that they were founded in 1913 they went bankrupt in 1924 they got bought they went under again in 1925 and shut up shop completely in 1926 amazingly they came back to life they had more financial problems in 1932 and then of course world war ii pretty much stopped everything going on in the uk as production was shifted over to making aircraft parts for world war ii but in 1947, David Brown, the initials DB in every, pretty much every model since, uh, he bought them and the rights to Lagonda as well, and they were pretty solid for a while, building what I think are some of the most gorgeous-looking cars the world's ever seen, the DB5, the DB6. And for the first time, that was their association with James Bond, which has sort of continued over the years. Um... You know, that DB5 in Goldfinger, nobody looked cooler than Sean Connery in that one. Uh, unfortunately, the fuel crisis hit them pretty hard in the 70s. And in uh, 1974, they were bankrupt again. In 75, they got some more new owners and they pushed to modernize, building some ridiculously crazy cars in the, in the late 70s and early 80s, including the Angular La Lagonda, which was one of the craziest cars that we've seen in a long time. In the 80s, they were bouncing around between one owner and the other, but their sales were absolutely terrible. In 1982, they only sold 30 cars. Three zero. I'm not kidding you. The entire company was actually valued at £2 million. You could probably not buy a, an old Aston Martin for £2 million in these days. But incredibly, they were uh, anointed the official car of the Prince of Wales back then, um, and have been ever since, actually. The guy who was running the show at Aston at the time was a gentleman by the name of Victor Gauntlet, um, and he tried everything he could to, to get them back in front of the public eye, and, and that's when they got back into James Bond with the V8 Vantage um, at the Living Daylights, I think the movie was. Um, but in 1987, 
uh, Ford took a controlling interest in the company as they were really struggling, primarily though because of the strength of the brand. And that's when they started work on the DB7. And that was the car that really turned their fortunes around. Um, it looked amazing, but it was a, it was a bit of a dog, really. But, um, but by 1995, they'd made 700 vehicles that year. They added in a V12. And then they released probably one of the most beautiful cars I think they've ever released was the V12 Vanquish. That one did another round as a Bond car in uh, with Pierce Brosnan and Halle Berry. I think that was called Die Another Day. And the special trick in that one was to make the most beautiful car in the world invisible. I think that's the definition of irony, but anyway. Um, but Ford uh, put a bunch of money into it, modernized the production factory, um, and they launched the replacement for the DV7 in 2003. So think about that. That car went from you know 1987 through 2003, which is kind of amazing. Um, but Ford decided then they wanted a better-looking spreadsheet, so they sold Aston to a consortium that included a gentleman by the name of David Richards, who was head of the ProDrive organization, were huge into rallying at the time. Uh, and really from that point on, they've been on pretty much a tear with the Vanquish S, the Rapid, the V12 Vantage, to name but a few, and their, and their current lineup is pretty amazing. Um, of course, the Vanquish and the Ford Rapid were both in uh, James Bond movies as well, but it's been an, an amazing journey for the whole company. And now they're building some of the most beautiful cars on the road and are actually making money, which is amazing when you look back at where they came from. So let's look at now, 2018, where are they? Uh, I was looking at their website this morning, and their range of cars and what they're working on is absolutely amazing. So let's start with the DB11. This was launched unbelievably two years ago. I feel like I just saw this car, but um, but it was launched in 2016. V12 engine from AMG. Um, surprise, I think, but uh, interesting move. Does it sour the name? I mean, I don't really think so because they were really using Jag engines before anyway, but, um, but building engines is a massively expensive endeavor. AMG are just about the best in the business at huge power, massive noises, and continent-crunching engines. So I think it's a great move, to be honest with you. As long as the engines are not just dropped in, there has to be some kind of Fetland to make them a little bit different. Um, and if you think about it, Maserati and Alfa, they're basically using Ferrari engines. Audi and Lamborghini are doing the same thing. Porsche are using Volkswagen and Audi engines. So, I mean, it pretty much makes sense to, if you want to compete so that gives us one of the best V8 engines in the world, sitting in the DB11 alongside the V12 version. Um, I was lucky enough to drive the V12 version of the DB11, and it's basically a Pac-Man for the road. It's absolutely incredible. It eats miles and miles of road. You don't even think about it. It sounds incredible. And the interior on it, to be honest, is one of the best interiors I've ever seen, with one exception. Um, the leather work on the seats just looks like an, an amazing Italian shoe. And the performance is just unbelievable. It's responsive, it's loud, it's fast. But the steering wheel, for some reason, is not round. I don't know what they were thinking about when they designed it, but 
using the Austin Allegro as a design principle is probably not the greatest thing ever. But So this is the DB11 in two configurations. Then they've got the Valkyrie, which is a batshit crazy Formula One collaboration with Red Bull and Adrian Newey. Uh, by the look of it, you'll probably need to be about three feet tall to drive it, but the numbers they're talking about with this, who knows? I mean, it's just an insane looking thing. It looks like something like a speed racer, but but we'll see how that looks. How that looks. They're also selling a number of limited edition Zagato designed Vanquishes. And one of those is a shooting brake, which just looks astonishing. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, and then for the V8 fans, this is sort of the new DB10, even though it's not the DB10 because that was a one-off movie car for James Bond again, but it's the new Vantage. And it, it just looks incredible. The exaggerated grille, the headlights, uh, maybe just maybe the second best back end on a car on the planet after the F-Type Jag. And again, the interior is just an amazing thing with probably the best V8 engine in the world up ahead of it with the AMG. They have to sell a lot of these to make the investment worthwhile. It's their bread and butter car. Right? Um, but take a look on YouTube for some of these reviews for this car. It, it looks unbelievable. I can't wait to get my hands on one. And then over the last couple of weeks, last but not least, there's this new range-topping DBS Super Legera, which is probably the best looking car they've made in a long, long time. I know every car Aston makes is beautiful, but I can't, I can't get over that. It's a 700 and plus, 700 plus horsepower engine in this thing, and it just looks amazing. I don't know how you can make a DB11 look better, but they've managed to do it. It's a pretty strong lineup. It shows you how far they've come, and I think the next generation platform that they announced is going to be key to them making some really really incredible looking cars including this dbx it's the only one that i'm a little worried about but um we'll look at that as when it shows up and see what they've got so if you put it in perspective in 1982 they sold 30 cars last year they sold 2500 cars and this year they'll probably sell them closer to 4000 the only good thing about the SUV they're looking at building is it's going to be built in South Wales. Um, but it looks like Aston Martin is going to be here to stay, so uh, I'm pretty excited about that. So Hopefully we can get our hands on this Vantage and do a road test and give you some feedback on that one too. So Anyway, that's a quick run through of Aston Martin. As always, if you love performance cars and the lifestyle associated with it, Check us out on the web at hoyleautoclub.com, H-W-Y-L-A-U-T-O-C-L-U-B. Check out the apparel too, treat yourself to a t-shirt, uh, look cool for all your buddies. Um, we're on socials as well at, uh, at hoyleauto, H-W-Y-L-A-U-T-O. We're on the tweets and on Instagram. And uh, if you like what we're doing with the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes as well and all the other places you can find us. So thanks for listening. We'll uh, see you next time. Until then, Hoyle Vaur.